Welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. It is the Friday, the 16th of October, and don't we love it? It's the AFL Preliminary Finals Weekend, Port Adelaide and Richmond. Tonight, from the Adelaide Oval and the Brisbane Lions and the Geelong Cats tomorrow, it's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, Good morning, Jay. What are your thoughts on uh, Preliminary Final Weekend, an exciting uh, weekend for all? Yeah, looking forward to it, especially tonight for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, uh, prelims tend to seem or seem to be in the past closer than grand finals. So hopefully, with how different this year's been to other years, uh, we get good prelims like we did in the first week of finals, um, and then the grand final next week is also entertaining, especially for neutrals. Yeah, uh, absolutely exciting. Uh, many great uh, prelim final moments. Uh, over the last couple of years, but they seem to be the game for the fans. The atmosphere is, I've actually never been. Uh, I am very jealous to all that have attended prelim finals because they say the atmosphere is better than the grand final because usually the grand mm. final uh, is filled uh, a lot by corporates, uh, so not as many fans can get to the game. Uh, so I think the atmosphere just itself, the moment, you know, after the national anthem and the roar of the crowd before the siren... Uh, uh, it's a great time, and it's a bit sad for a lot of Victorians who can't go, but uh, an experience for those in uh, Queensland, uh, an exciting thing, and, uh, of course, Adelaide tonight. Uh, so can't wait for it, uh, but we're going to get into the news. A few other uh, games as well this weekend and other sporting things. Uh, the first of the three big spring features uh, with a capacity field of 18 is set to uh, face the starter in Sunday's Group 1 Caulfield Cup race. Uh, so that's back. The Spring Carnival, the Everest from Randwick. Uh, big race up there. Uh, uh, also, the Melbourne Storm and Canberra Raiders play tonight at 7.50. And the Penrith Panthers uh, play the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Sunday at 7.50 in the NRL. Uh, but to some of the main top stories this morning... Uh, sports coronavirus challenge continues with football superstar Cristiano Ronaldo and world tops, the world top ranked male golfer Dustin Johnson both getting into self-isolation after testing positive on opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, as we've said a few times, I think uh, it just it's crazy. It's always a shock when you see a big name like that getting struck down, that it can just happen to anybody. Um, so, I mean... We, um, we've heard it all year now. <laughs> it's almost yeah. a year, but uh, everyone washing their hands and everything. Um, but uh, disappointing for Juventus as they get close to uh, the first Champions League games next week. Uh, they'll probably want to get him back soon enough. Uh, but uh, I think, look, they're really fit athletes, and hopefully they can recover from that pretty well. 
Uh, also in the news, Brett Brown quits as Boomer's head coach after losing uh, the NBA job at the Philadelphia 76ers. He will not coach the men's basketball team at the Tokyo Olympics next year, despite signing on to lead the Boomers in November last year. He told he would not be able to commit to the team after being fired by the NBA team. The uncertainties around the direction of my professional future unfortunately means that I cannot commit uh, to the time and preparation that this job deserves and requires. He said Brian Gorjan, as he said, sorry, uh, Brian Gorjan has emerged as the favourite to replace Brett Brown. What are your thoughts on that, Jay? Yeah, I was just reading up on it. So he used to coach the Boomers back in 2004 for the Athens Olympics and then also the Beijing Olympics. So he's got plenty of experience in the international level. Um, But yeah, as you said, he's the favorite to probably take that job. Um, But they're also looking at the likes of Dean Vickerman, who's the Melbourne United head coach. Yep. Um, So again, that would be another good pick, even if they got him on as an assistant or something like that. Um, Obviously that depends what he can be able to provide given that he is a head coach at a NBL team. Um, but Brett, uh, Gorgian, uh, sorry, Brian Gorgian, uh, I reckon it'll be a good replacement, uh, if they decide to go with him. Yeah. It's, it's interesting one. Um, it's a, an important pick, I think, uh, as probably one of our most probably, um, I mean, the Socceroos are great, but, uh, Going for gold medals and trophy wise, I really think uh, the Boomers are probably our best chance for that mm. uh, kind best uh, performing at fl- um, our basketball for Australia. So uh, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I can't remember what it was. I think it was the FIBA. Uh, I enjoyed that, and uh, yep. we had some real chances to to close in that on that. So that's an important decision. I hope they get that right. Uh, also in the news, Australia's on the verge of welcoming back the MLB games. Down Under, America's Major League Baseball has set its sights on to returning to Australia for a series of games. Uh, They said they're interested and their owners are interested, the head of the Global Strategy said. Uh, The nation hosted the widely acclaimed 2014 opening series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks with the Sydney Cricket Ground transformed for the occasion. Are you, just out of interest, are you into baseball, Jay? have, Have you seen much of it? Oh, I watch it here and there when it's on. Um, I don't have a team or anything, but I don't mind the sport. Okay. Um, I've never actually sat down and what um I've seen it, uh, but I know my dad went to a LA Dodgers game a couple of years ago and really enjoyed the experience. So uh, that, that'd be something cool, something different. Uh, they last came to the SCG. Apparently, I had to look up the pitcher. It looked crazy to see the uh, baseball pitch in the middle there. But I wonder <laughs> if we could get that at the G. Uh, see what that's like. Big baseball game at the G. Um, yeah, they might. Maybe they might have one there as well. I know. I mean, obviously, right now it's a bit tough with Victoria. The but... only thing those uh, those sports though are they're probably the worst. I've I've got if you probably don't yeah, know, <laughs> but I have sports. terrible eyesight. Um, yeah. so those kind of sports with tennis, well, tennis is not so bad because you're pretty close, but in a massive arena like the MCG, yeah. um, with baseball, I would struggle with that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I think SCG might be better after that. Uh, also in the news, Conor McGregor has accepted a fight against Dustin uh, Poria uh, for January 23rd after being told he could take it or leave it by the UFC boss Dana White. But, Ma- Ma- Sorry, but Ma- while McGregor has ceded 
that he will need to wait until next year for a bout. He has not given up on negotiations calling for the fight uh, to happen in Texas. Uh, also, a plan to transform English soccer in, engineered by Liverpool and Manchester United was rejected by the Premier League rivals at a meeting on Wednesday. Liverpool and United uh, worked with the English Football League on a plan that would have provided more cash for the three professional div divisions below the Premier League, but it was denounced by critics as a power grab by the wealthy elite to strengthen their control and split of television revenue. So an interesting one. Uh, I get that uh, it's you know hard for a lot of the lower teams um, struggling, uh, especially at the moment. Uh, financial concerns. A lot of teams. Uh, there was no, there was a team not too long ago that uh, went into uh, is it self administration? Is that what they say? Yeah, I think so. You get what I mean. Um, and so it's an important that they stay alive. But I think uh, for the big teams of the the top of the Premier League to have shares in those teams. Uh, I just, I just don't think it's good for the league overall. Um, and you want them to be independent and that kind of thing. So hopefully they can figure out another way to help support the lower teams. But I just don't think um, that would have been right. So I think a right call by the English Football League. Agreed. Uh, and also uh, news on the A League. Uh, we've got the dates for the uh, A-League and W-League, the 2020 and 21 season. Uh, we've recovered from the grand final now and ready, ready <laughs> to steam right into the next season. Uh, December 27th is the date, uh, which is insane. We'll be wearing our Christmas hats still. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess in this crazy year, I, I shouldn't be too surprised. Uh, for the first time in the com competition's history, the two leagues will uh, begin on the same date in summer, meaning the majority of the season will be played concurrently with the grassroots football season. So I think overall that's pretty good uh, for development and uh, getting young people into the grassroots football to have that season alongside it. I think that helps a lot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's obviously a latest start, but at least we get it back. That's all we care about, even if it is going to be a bit later than we'd like. Yep. Um, Grand final in June, and then who knows what happens next season. We take it back to normal, or you know, this becomes a regular thing. Well, it's exciting. I cannot wait for it. Uh, we've got the prelim finals coming up uh, tonight. We'll definitely talk about that coming up. Uh, also, the Premier League in the show. But up next, Jay is going to take us through and review the NBA final series. Uh, but right now, I'm going to play a track from the DMA. He's going to be playing tracks today. Uh, from the announced lineup from the grand final, an all Aussie lineup uh, of a great Australian talent. And uh, here's the DMAs with their track, Never Before. This is the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Never Before, DMAs on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Uh, the DMAs, uh, among with many, on the all Aussie lineup of the uh, grand final uh, next week, which is crazy to say. Uh, We'll be playing all songs for, from the featured artists from the grand final. But right now, we're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, Jane's going to wrap it all up. Yeah, so uh, it's all over now. Uh, Lakers winning 4-2 uh, in the series against the Heat. Uh, credit to the Heat. They put up a fight that... Maybe some probably didn't think they would, especially Jimmy Butler. I think he averaged 
44 minutes of game time throughout the final series, which is ridiculous because uh, obviously they lost the likes of Bam Adebayo and Gordon Dradic during this final series, so he had to carry extra load of the teammates. Yeah. He did very um, well. Credit to the Lakers. They they got the job done. Uh, LeBron winning the NBA Finals MVP. That's his fourth one in three different franchises. So <laughs> he won two of the Heat, one of the Cavs, and now one with the Lakers. So congrats to LeBron um, and the Lakers as a whole. Um, they really were the best team throughout the playoffs. They had, they've had such a strong depth in their team. It's their 17th. Championship. They've now tied Boston with the most NBA titles in history. So, chance to go up again, one up on the Celtics next season if they can get the back to back. But yeah, as I said, it was a great final series. A lot more competitive than I guess some people would have tipped. Yep. Um, obviously, that game six was a bit of a a bit of a drag in the end. Not really uh, a fight in the end from the Heat. Probably a bit of fatigue kicked in for them. Um, especially Jimmy Butler, and you know they didn't look like winning that one, but they kept it going to get two wins uh, out of six. Considering the team they were playing was a great effort from them, and Jimmy Butler, as I said, he averaged he led the Heat in points, assists, blocks, rebounds, steals, and minutes. So, boy, he's a good player. Um, I look forward to seeing him go again next season. Um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that duo is just too dynamic. I think. Uh, even LeBron in his 17th year to win another championship ring and another NBA finals just shows age isn't, isn't everything. You can still yep. be at the top of the league uh, at his age. I think it's 35. Um, and to have someone like Anthony Davis alongside him just makes it that much special for him. Um, another thing I read about the Lakers is they've begun – the, at the beginning of the millennium, 2000, they've won every decade, started every decade with a championship. So they won wow. 2000, then they won 2010, then they won 2020. So, geez, they're, they're a tough team to beat now, especially with those two. And um, I guess now it's the off season. I don't know when uh, the next season will start. A lot of uncertainty about that. Now it's the off season means trade rumors will start circulating. Yep. I know Giannis Antetokounmpo's being linked to the Mavericks. Um, really? He's still got a year wow. to run on his contract, but he'll be an unrestricted free agent in the next season. So Dallas are interested in inquiring his services to go with Pazingas and Doncic. Um, but I believe the Bucks are looking to get that Supermax deal on Giannis, which will be worth around $307 million Aussie dollars, if I'm correct, which is... Uh, substantial amount of money mm, crazy. Um, for five i think it's five years they're trying to offer him but yeah the mavericks are gonna not be able to offer that much i think the mavericks can offer up to 237 million over four years at their best um but yeah obviously early days of season just wrapped up on monday so a lot more trade circulation will be i guess what we talk about in the next couple of weeks um with the nba now there's no games to talk about Okay, a uh, few questions then. What was your favourite moment of the season and uh, not including finals and then, of course, your, your favourite moment from the whole final series? Oh, oh, I should have probably thought about this a bit more, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, I'm just trying to think. I guess um, it was a more open finals and playoff series 
it wasn't just you know clear favorite like obviously the Lakers were a substantial favorite but you got the likes of Denver putting up a fight um the Heat coming fifth and still making the finals um as far as moments I mean obviously there's that Amphi Davis buzzer beater on the Nuggets um which uh, I think it was game two or three of that series, which was an important one for them. Um, there's so many moments that I'd have to review a bit more to work out which one would be my favourite. But overall, I think it's been a great season, especially considering what's gone on all year um, with the delays and moving to Orlando bubble, which even even though there was no crowds, they made it work. Yeah, no, um, I, think... I think it's... Out of a lot of leagues, they did extremely well with the the fan engagement. It's still, uh, with having no fans in the venue, but having that the virtual seating, yeah, uh, that was really great initiative, and uh, they did really well with that. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, as you said, yeah, it's a good incentive. It keeps people involved in the game, um, and hopefully, I guess next season they can start bringing people back. I mean, America's obviously in a bit of a pickle as well with COVID, so. Yep. Um. Yeah, I hope they can get crowds. But in saying that, they did really well, considering, and that's probably one of the highlights of the seasons. How well they were able to bounce back from COVID and make the season work and still be exciting uh, into the regular season and moving into the playoffs um, throughout the whole playoffs. Well organized, a lot of work. I, I mean, I saw some behind the scenes work of even the cooks have to what they have to do to prepare for the players to get fed the yep. way they deliver the food off from the kitchen to where all these different areas around the Disney Walt Disney park in Orlando. So a lot of organization when it's credit to the NBA and yeah, we can only hope that things are going up from here. Okay. Now, so now the NBA is done. Is there any news on the, the NBL? Is, is there any hope of, cause I think, what was it a few couple of months ago that there wasn't just going to there wasn't going to be a season this year or is that I think it's not going to happen this year I think it's I think from my memory it's going to be next year not sure on a certain date but it's definitely not going to be this year I mean yep. we've obviously got a few things coming back this year A League and BBL is going to be back in December um so I don't think the NBL's got any plans till at least next year which okay um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I think, I mean, it was a few weeks ago they were saying there could be a bubble in Melbourne, but I don't know. At this stage, Melbourne's the one behind everyone else in the moment yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll wait and see on that one, but hopefully next year for the NBL. All right. Well, great. Uh, we'll move on now. We've got the AFL prelimin- preliminary finals to talk about next. I cannot wait. Uh, and also another one of the Aussie acts announced is Andrew Stockdale from Wolfmother, who actually uh, performed in the grand final in 2005, uh, you may remember, (laughs) a while ago. Um, But they're always uh, good fun. And I think the uh, high-tempo rock really suits the the sport and the uh, crazy games. But this is one of my favourite tracks from them. This is called Mind's Eye. This is the Wolfmother on the sports desk on your Friday morning. AFL prelim finals up next. Wolf Mother, the mind's eye on the sports desk on your Friday morning, and it's time to talk some AFL. 
and prelim finals. We love it. It's a great time of year. And tonight, it's Port Adelaide and Richmond from the Adelaide Oval at 7.50. Uh, it's going to be absolutely massive. We'll start off with this game. Of course, we've got the Lions and Geelong Cats tomorrow. But what was your overall thoughts from the two games last week, Jay? Yeah, I mean, starting with Richmond, I guess, uh, wasn't convincing. St. Kilda missed a lot of chances in that game that, you know, they ended up kicking 6-13 for the game. So they really had a chance to... They probably outplayed us for three quarters, I'd say. And then mm. that last quarter, we were able to sort of hold them at bay and uh, close out the game, I guess. But, yeah, if they were more accurate, I mean, we would have been more challenged. So um, that'll be a big thing for us. We, if we do that against Port Adelaide, they'll definitely convert more than St Kilda yeah. did last week. So they've definitely got to touch that up. Discipline's obviously another thing that, you know, has been talked about with Richmond a lot. Um I think Timmer, obviously, during the week was mentioning that, you know, the likes of Tom Lynch, you know, he's an aggressive player. Um, he's going to be aggressive. That's in his nature. We obviously don't want to see him step out of line with that aggression. Yep. Um, but if you're in his space, then good luck was the quote. So um, I don't know if he should be saying that, uh, Timmer. I think he's, there's some things that coaches probably shouldn't say, and that's, I guess, threatening almost. Um, other teams with that sort of statement, but um, um, obviously the last time we played them, it was probably in the games of the year. I think yeah, you'd agree. I was just about um, to say that that clash. Um, I think it was mid-season. Um, yeah, it was around eleven, I think. And uh, it felt like a final. It absolutely yep. felt like a final. The crowd was nuts. I think that was the uh, first game where uh, Adelaide could really fill the stadium again. And the Port fans really come out, and it was crazy. So if if it's anything going to be like that, it's going to be a great prelim final. Yeah, I can't wait because, uh, yeah, as you said, back at Adelaide Oval, the crowd will be as ready as the last time they played, and uh, both teams pretty much full strength this time around as well. So even extra motivation, I think he'll be – it's hard to tip. It's really hard to tip this one, even with Adelaide's home advantage. Mm. Well, they've had the week off. Um, sometimes in years that can do you favours and not do you favours, so it's very hard to tell. Uh, but as you said, with the, the Saners missing opportunities, uh, it just, look, credit, even with an underperforming Tigers side, it's still a hard side that's hard to beat. Um, so Port going to have to be at their best to beat the Tigers at their best. Um, so it's going to be a massive battle. Um Crazy though, um, I yeah, I, I'm a bit stuck with you. T to be honest, I think, I just think, in a game like that where you can, I don't know how much crowd they can get in, uh, but the confidence they got from that uh, game in the mid-year where I think it was, it was pretty close right up until midway through the last quarter, I think maybe the last 10 minutes, uh, I think finally uh, Port just slipped out of the grasp grasp of uh, uh, of the Tigers and uh, they got away with it and so I think that confidence and uh, bringing what they uh, brought into that game back um, I'm sure the Tigers have probably reviewed that game a lot <laughs> over the last yeah. week um, to seeing how they can take that on a different a different way uh, there's been a lot of talk with the teams the lineups have not been announced uh, as of recording but uh, they're saying potentially Chol could come back into the side, uh, but he was a bit disappointing last time he was in the side. What are, what are your thoughts on him being a part of the team? Yeah, I think 
obviously last time we played, we had Soldo, but no Nankervis. Now we've got Nankervis, no Soldo. Uh, and you had no Lynch. I think. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no, we didn't have, no, we had Lynch for that last game as well. Um, oh, I mean, sorry, I must mean the, the previous one. Maybe it was the first final. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the first final, Charlie, yeah, he was, he was disappointing. Um, yeah, he didn't make the impact. I guess Lynch would have made. Um, I think I spoke about that last time we talked about that game. Um, but in this in this finals environment now, you got the likes of Laddams and Lysette to compete with, um, which you know they're huge boys as well. They're you know around two hundred centimeters each. Um, you need that second ruck. I don't think Nankeris can carry the load. Even Damien Harwick suggested it in his press the other day that you know. Nankervis is probably best having at least a little rest rather than carrying the load of uh, uh, the sole Ruckman. So I think Chol should come back in as much as he's not uh, probably at the level they want him, he's still improving. And I think it's their only option. We don't have Soto, so we'll have to run with him. We need two Rucks. We can't play one Ruck against Lysa and Laddams, I think. Okay, so you're going to back your boys in? I always will. It's just uh, it's going to be another nervous wait. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it's not as close as people want it to be. Um, I'm sorry. I, I think it's going to be does, very, very close. I think we'll this see. is going to be. This could even be an extra time nail biter. I would like. No. I'd love them to bring out well, the extra not. time. <laughs> uh, neutrals, well, yeah, they don't care. But <laughs> hopefully not. So uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to take, I'm sorry to say, but I think I'm going to have to take Port. They've been on top of the ladder all season, basically. And uh, that game, I just think, just that tiny bit, but only just, only just. Uh, But the second prelim final this weekend, of course, Saturday night, it's the Brisbane Lions and the Geelong Cats from the Gabba. And wow, uh, Geelong, Collingwood disappeared. They were... In the preview last week, um, we were all up and about, about Collingwood, you know, coming out against West Coast over there and having an impressive performance, even uh, Mason Cox coming out of his shell. And then and then they just got absolutely obliterated. There is no other way to say it. Um, Geelong, the Cats, tore them to shreds. The claws come out. <laughs> they really did. I mean, yeah, as you said, we were so hyped on Collingwood, I think. The hype might have got the better of them. Yeah, um, I, I think we all just got a bit excited in a big game. Uh, but uh, Collingwood, th- th- they were saying it uh, most of the coverage during the game that they had played their grand final uh, mm-hmm. against uh, West Coast, and that was them done. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Bizarre. I'd, it's one of those things where I don't know. Just a bad day at the office, um, yeah. unfortunately, and things can slip faster. Um, and I think Geelong have been in a similar, similar, sorry, similar position in many years where they're bowed out in finals, especially actually um, prelim finals they've struggled with. I think they've lost four out of the four that they've played in uh, the last couple of years, and so I think they were really, really eager to stamp uh, their presence in into the ground, and uh, Collingwood just weren't prepared. And the final four are remaining for the the four the top four on the ladder. Um, so some yeah. say it was as it was meant to be. Yeah, no, I think uh, the the best teams are there. I guess. I mean, 
you thought that maybe West Coast would have done Collingwood. That was the expectation, fifth team. Yeah. Um, and maybe it would have been a different game against Geelong had West Coast been there. But, um, yeah, it was very disappointing by Collingwood. One goal to three-quarter time, and then I mean, they kicked four goals last in the last quarter to junk time goals, Horrible. I'd say. Um, Although I can't help but laugh. Sorry, Collingwood fans, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a real, a real blunder that game. But uh, both games were pretty average for semi-finals, if I'm honest. It was not as obviously the expectation of the first week how close that was, mm. and I yeah. guess people got carried away. With semi-finals were nothing of that, but hopefully, third week is close and a lot more interesting than last week. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Geelong take on. Uh, the Lions, um, they've had many closes, uh, big uh, close games in recent years, uh, especially the, I think, it was was it the prelim last year? Uh, or was it the semi-final? I can't remember. But, yeah, it was that was a massive game. And I think Brisbane have a massive opportunity this year that not many clubs do. They've got an opportunity to have a grand final at their home ground and a prelim final backing into that. Um so I think this is a big year, big year for the Lions. Uh, and this is going to be a very tough game. But uh, I don't know. This is this is very hard one to pick because because they've come out of their shell. Uh, I mean, I know what we said about Collingwood could turn on our heads, but I just think this is, this is going to be another really close one. Um, but I just think, I think unfortunately for the Cats, I think the, the Lions will... They've got this opportunity at home, home crowd. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's their year, and I think they could potentially go all the way, but they've just got to stand up in this moment. Um, this, they've got to prove themselves here before even thinking about um, uh, even a flag. But yeah, this, this is a big, 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 big test, and I think possibly this could be even closer than the the, the game tonight. Um, so. Yeah, very, very tough one. I think the Lions just. What about you? Yeah, I think Lions just based off that qualifying final performance against us. They just showed how much maturity they've grown in the last year. Yep. Obviously, last year's finals was disappointing for them, and they've come out and playing a brand of footy that you know can stack up in a in a final and potentially in a grand final. So I think potential they should win brand it. low medalist in the team as well. And uh, yeah. That's on one of the probably Sunday most successful well. um, rebuilds in recent years as well. Chris Fagan has done oh, yeah. an amazing job uh, with them. Um, I mean, sad for me. Hopefully, Carlton explode <laughs> in the yeah. same way. Where I think we started our rebuild about two years after they did. Uh, so, Matt, hopefully, <laughs> we explode yeah. in the same way. But it honestly, rebuilds don't normally act this quick. So, this is one 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 in a million. Big chance for Brisbane. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, that's going to be exciting. Uh, you can catch us live tonight at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. We'll be previewing the game. Uh, and, of course, we'll be doing it tomorrow as well uh, for both prelim finals. So short and sweet, about a 10-minute, 15 live show. We'd love to interact with you. That's live on the Sports Desk Facebook page uh, at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to play Cub Sport now. They are another artist featured on the grand final all-Aussie lineup, And we'll come back with some Premier League right here on the Sports Desk. This is Sin. Sin. 
Cub Sport, come on, mess me up on the sports desk this morning, and it's time to talk some Premier League. And we've had the week off. Uh, it's been in the international break, uh, so many teams. Uh, there was a big game between England and Belgium uh, this week. Uh, a few of them, I've paid a little bit of attention. Uh, have you seen much of the those international friendlies? I think some of them were friendly. Some of them uh, were qualifiers and some of them were the, I think, the Euro League. Yeah, I think I saw the Colombia result. Uh, there was a red card in that game. I'm trying to think of it. After I like, get back to you on it, because I did see okay. the Colombia game. But England uh... played uh, Iceland, I think, most recently. They played two games, I think, over the last yeah. uh, couple of days. And uh, uh, <laughs> I think we mentioned him before. He was in the news. A red card for, um, oh, no, the Man United defenders gone out of my head. Maguire. Maguire. Harry Maguire, yeah. <laughs> uh, he kind of screwed England's uh, game up. They lost to Iceland 1-0, interestingly. Enough, but it's back to Premier League time. Um, massive games this weekend. Uh, can't wait to get into it. Uh, but of course, we've got to start off with it. Um, there's no getting around it. Uh, a massive fixture. Um, Arsenal, sorry, Man City playing Arsenal Saturday, 3 30 a.m. We'll start off with that. Um, and City are in some trouble with some injuries. Uh, De Bruyne will not be playing, uh, apparently. Uh, he came home early from the uh, one of the Belgium games, uh, pulled up a bit sore. Uh, which makes me a little nervous. No Sterling as well, but that's not 100% locked in. There's still a chance he could probably make the squad. But uh, until we hear from the big man Pep himself, I'm not sure. And it does make me a little bit worried because I... Not gonna lie, Arsenal have been in all right form. They've looked pretty good, and uh, we probably in the Premier League results we've had the, the leg on on you for a long while. So I think you'll be eager to get that upset in, and uh, especially with uh, Pep's right hand man or former right hand man, Mikel Arteta. That's gonna help you a lot. But uh, look, I'm hoping there's a lot of depth in Man City's. Side, I hope some of the young guys come out and uh, really take it on. But uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, well, I'm hoping that Party, I think it's his name, Thomas Party, our new signing, gets to play his first game. Um, I think he is looking likely to get his first run and hopefully starts with the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette. I would like to see all of them in the same starting group. Um, Party's, I guess, sort of a midfield maybe centre midfielder um, that could squeeze into that starting lineup. Um, but as you said, you know, a couple of injuries to City. This is a opportunity for Arsenal. We are playing well, but obviously that slip up against Liverpool um, makes me question whether we can beat the big team still. We've got to take a scalp. Even though City are struggling, they are still a big team. They are still a chance to be in the, you know, up there. So yep. we can't underestimate you guys at all. Um, but yeah, big opportunity to you know move up uh, close to even top two if uh, we can get this game under our belt. But it'll be a good one, I think, Sammy. I don't think it'll be. Uh, oh, I'm hoping it's a close one. I'm I'm hoping it's uh, nothing like the uh, FA Cup final semi final. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know no, you wouldn't. Um, that was a bit arguably annoying uh, watching that with my brother, who's an Arsenal fan, who uh, probably. Didn't watch too many games last season. 
uh, and not many Man City fixtures in the past, but that one he watched and rubbed it in a lot, so that wasn't very good. Uh, also, the fixtures this week, so Everton-Liverpool, the Merseyside derby, Saturday 10.30, fantastic early slot game. Uh, that is going to be massive. Uh, they are top of the t- table, Everton, uh, performing really well. Uh, and Liverpool coming off that slip-up. They haven't been able to erase that out of everyone's memory quick. The 7... Was it 7-0? No, I think they scored. 7-2. uh, 7-2 against Aston Villa. And uh, they haven't been able to erase that from people's minds going into the break, and uh, they haven't got an easy way out of it. The Merseyside derby, and uh, arguably Everton may have the upper hand in this one being top. Um, I think it's Calvert-Lewin. I think it's been in uh, great form for them. Uh, Rodriguez um, as well. Uh, it's going to be a massive early game on Saturday night, which is probably going to clash with the end of the footy. But still, massive Saturday night of sport. Um, who's your tip for that one? I'm tipping Everton. I think they got the home ground. They're in form, haven't lost a game, haven't even drawn a game. So um, if anything to go by Liverpool's slip-up, slip-up and a half, I guess, I think... Everton's the team to beat right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Everton are going to take this one on board. Uh, I had a couple of friends that uh, saying that Everton uh, were going to be the crazy ones to pop out of nowhere this year. And uh, a couple of friends have taken um, a punt on them as well to win the league at long odds. So you never know. Something could happen. <laughs> but, but this is one of the hardest leagues to win in the world. Uh, also, Sheffield, uh, Chelsea and Southampton play on Sunday at... Sorry, I'll start off with uh, Sheffield United and... Uh, actually, no. <laughs> Sorry, these are out of order. Uh, so, of course, we got, yeah, Everton-Liverpool, 10.30 Saturday. Uh, Man City and Arsenal, Sunday, 3.30. Chelsea and Southampton, Sunday, 1 a.m. Uh, another one there. I think Chelsea should get this done. Southampton, been up and down. I mean, it's been hard for them to get from the bottom half of the table, really get going. Uh, Danny Ings has been in and out of form, but uh, I think this is uh, one that Chelsea just need to get a straight win. Uh, yep. I think they had a few hurdles with West Brom and the like um, with their new squad, but I think they've had some time now to gel sort of together, so they should get that one done. Uh, Newcastle and Man United, Sunday, 6 a.m. Um, Man United, of course, coming off that huge loss against Tottenham. Um and Newcastle are starting to verge on some form. Uh, I thought they were going to start off the year a little better, but uh, I think uh, this is their opportunity to come swoop back in now. Um, uh, St. Maximan is back in the team from his injury. He played pretty well. I, I had no idea. He played <laughs> last week. He came back. I was looking at uh, the FPL um, players, and he said, oh, th- he's not playing. So I got rid of him out of my FPL team, <laughs> and uh, he was playing. So <laughs> he played well, um, but I think I'm going to continue. I'm going to think I'm going to take may- maybe a draw. Newcastle, Man United. I think Man United have to really uh, uh, come back from that. Who are you taking? Oh, I'll give I'll give Man U a crack. I can couple bad games can turn to a good game for them. Okay, Sheffield United and Fulham Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, Sheffield and Fulham, uh, Fulham doing all right in their first year up in a while. And, uh, Sheffield, who had had a massive season last year and a high finish, had a slow start, but I still think there's a lot in, uh, Sheffield. 
and they'll be ready to pounce. So I think uh, Sheffield will take the points on this one. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. I think Sheffield. Crystal Palace and Brighton, uh, Monday at midnight. Uh, Brighton have been really good this season. Come out of the ranks. Um, he's, oh, I've forgotten his name. He's in my FPL too. Um, he's got short hair. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. Uh, no, it's hard to tell. Short uh, hair. Neil Mopai. Uh, oh, he's oh, been yeah. all right. Uh, Crystal Palace as well have been in really good form. Uh, started off the, re- the the year pretty well as well. So this is going to be a tough fixture. I'm going to say a draw. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to go Brighton. I'll okay. Brighton Tottenham and West Ham. Uh, Tottenham, I think, will just be up in the clouds. And West Ham have come out of nowhere after a very ordinary start to the season. Uh, so I think that one might be a draw. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go draw. As well as Tottenham played against Man U, I think they'll uh, be a bit closer. Yep. Uh, Leicester City and Aston Villa, Monday, 5.15am. I mean, uh, Aston Villa, really great start to the season. Uh, they'll be very high on confidence after that big win over Liverpool. Leicester City came crashing down after defeating Man City, I think, in the second week uh, and going down to um, the West Ham. Uh, I, I think uh, Villa can continue their run, maybe, at least. I was going to say a draw, but... Oh, actually, I'm going to go for a draw. I think uh, Jamie Vardy up front is... You can't stop the Vardy party. <laughs> yeah, Vardy party to bounce back, I think. I think oh, you, I still win this one. get the win? Okay. Yeah. Uh, West Brom and Burnley at 3.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Um, I, I don't know <laughs> just Burnley's performance. I, I can't remember who they played last week. Uh, but I'll, t- I'll take West Brom. Yeah, they lost to Newcastle. Ah, uh, Newcastle, um, okay. But yeah, I think uh, West Brom for me as well. And to finish off the round, Leeds United and Wolves, Tuesday, 6 a.m. This is a big game. Um Wolves, uh, I think they lost last week. Oh, last time. Sorry, last time I am. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yes. Yeah. They... They... No, they won two Fulham. Oh, sorry. Yes, okay. One nil. Um, interesting start, uh, but Leeds have arguably had a great start uh, for a promoter team in. A drawing with Man City last time out. Um, so I'm going to say a draw. Um, no, I'm tipping Leeds. I'll, I'll tip Leeds most weeks. I just love them too much. They're my second team. So Okay. All right, well, exciting stuff. We'll come back and wrap the show up. Um, it's been an exciting weekend ahead of sport right here on the Sports Desk. Shepard, Geronimo, a part of the all-Aussie lineup uh, that's going to be featured at the Grand Final next week. Speaking of the Grand Final, I can't wait. Next week, we're going to do a massive... Grand final special show, uh, including playing some of the... We're going to celebrate some of the best footy songs. Uh, so let us know your favourite footy songs. We'll get them in on the show. What Just off the top, what is yours, Jay? Your favourite footy song? Uh, I can't forget who it's by, but I love that song. It's one Which of one? the AFL game, AFL Live, I think, songs. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Um, up there, Kazale is just obviously a classic. Mike yep. Brady. Um, so those are probably my top two. About you. I just missed the, the top of what you were saying, the, the first one from the game. What was it called? Holy Grail. Holy Grail, of course. Yep. Okay, yes. Yep. No, that's de- that definitely uh, on the playlist. Yep. yep. Okay, well, we look forward to that. We'll get some of them on for our grand final special next week. 
Uh, just some other news quickly. Uh, the uh, Socceroos are, are going, apparently going to be replacing, reported by the Daily Mail, New Zealand to play England next month in a, a friendly at the uh, Wembley Stadium. It's going to be massive. And also, did you see something funny to finish off with? Uh, they cut up bits of the gold, squ- the gold square from the MCG and yes. uh, put it on a truck on its oh, way to the Gabba. Gabba. So I guess we can have a piece of... Uh, the MCG in the Gabba, I think uh, the, the the promo campaign, they said they're putting the G in the Gabba. I saw um, uh, there was a meme uh, basically imprinted on the, on the Gabba turf or the MCG to free kick Richmond. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're obviously playing the Richmond that organised this, but... Uh, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I saw some people going, oh, it's a waste of taxpayers' money, all, all of this <laughs> thing. But I think we don't have much to smile about at the moment. And I, I think uh, putting a piece of uh, Victoria, because we are missing out a lot of it, uh, all the great Queensland turf. people enjoying it. Um, can't argue. Yeah, the, the G has got great turf. Uh, so that about wraps us up on today's edition of the Sports Desk. And remember, you can catch us live tonight and tomorrow night on the Sports Desk Facebook page from 7pm to preview uh, those AFL preliminary finals. The Sports Desk will be back next week with a few shows. And then, of course, our grand final special on Friday. I can't wait for it. It's going to be absolutely massive. Thank you, Jay. Cheers, Sammy. We'll see you then. This is the Sports Desk on Sin.